Today's episode is brought to you by Jimmy. It's high noon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to High Noon Podcast, the competitive Overwatch podcast. I am your host, The Blevins. With me, as always, is Deathblow. What's up, buddy? Not too much, my man. Been two weeks since we've uh, gotten to sit down and talk Overwatch. Yeah. How you been, my man? Been, been doing well, doing well. We, uh, we obviously had uh, Thanksgiving over the, uh, well, you got kind of over the weekend, so... That was fun. It was bye weeks across the board. The Bills had their bye weeks. Uh, I was off of work for basically a full week. Um, we had Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was just a big old high noon bye week. It was yeah, this past week. Yeah, we we take those. Yeah, I mean, until the league gives us something concrete to cover, like on a consistent basis, we're we're gonna cover what comes in. You know, when you know. Yeah, we may miss a few episodes. It, listen, it's going to be a long off season, right? And it's just going to devolve into us—I don't know—making jokes and digging for digging for hot takes and things like that. And and we'd rather not go. It's a younger. Too far that's a younger podcast making... game. <laughs> <laughs> we'd rather not go too deep down the 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 you know that road of just making stuff up. So yeah, we we may miss an episode here or there, but we're going to make sure we stop back and catch you guys up yeah. whenever we we do come back. Uh, I say that because obviously we've got Christmas and New Year's coming up, so I yep. think it's safe to expect there's going to be an episode or two missing in, in the upcoming month or so. So yep. keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye and an ear out for that. Of course, you can keep up with the show on Twitter at High Noon Podcast as well as on Discord, discord.me slash High Noon Podcast. So we talked a little bit about... Oh, man, I got like something in my throat. We talked a little bit about... Uh, what we did uh, with uh, Thanksgiving. Did you do anything particularly fun or exciting, Death? No. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. No, honestly, we're, we're, our area is, as far as New York State goes, one of the worst for COVID. Yeah. Uh, like we're infection like pushing rates and stuff red like that. right now. Yeah. And I don't know what pushing red means exactly, but I know it sounds bad. And uh, it means they result, are, are like, instead of shutdowns. Yeah. And, uh, instead like of saying, pattern. oh, you shouldn't go out. They're saying, yeah, things are now forcibly closed. Yeah. They, they, they got to color code stuff. Yeah. Um, for people like me to have any idea what's going on. <laughs> and um, yeah. So my family kept it really limited. Basically, if you're not. Yeah. Um, fairly isolated and i'm still working from home through all yeah. this and everything like that so it was basically uh my parents me and my sister and my sister's living at home so they were already kind of in the same quarantine bubble etc mm -hmm. whatever you call it right um so yeah it was very very small uh very quiet and man, i do miss my nieces and nephews though like i don't see them very much with all yeah. this going on because they're like in and out of school and right um it just there you don't want to you know you just you want to try to do as as good as you possibly can but I'm, I'm definitely missing seeing the seeing the kids and the family a little bit yeah uh, for me it was it was much quieter than it normally would be on a, a holiday for me is my girlfriend's family is uh, large and italian so normally Thanksgiving is, I, I'm not even exaggerating, like 20 to 30 people. Uh, yeah. And then maybe in, in a handful of kids constantly running around. 
Uh, none of that this year, obviously. Um, it was just a very small. It was literally just us and her immediate family. So I think it was like six or eight people max. So kept it uh, safe, uh, which was which is good. But yeah, it's still you know. I mean, they're not my direct family, but I you know have been seeing these you know these folks extended family for <clears throat> years now. So it's it's uh you know. It stinks, but it's it's the right thing to do, at least for now. Um, yeah. I still, you know, I, I started dating my girlfriend very close after this all started. Yeah. Um, I still haven't met her family. Like, she's seen my, my family twice, and, like, yeah. once was, like, as everything was happening. Right. And stopped by, and it's it's just a really weird kind of situation. Yeah. With, with, with um, dating, but not being, like, you know engaged or married or right. something like that like how do you how do you handle that and it's it's just been very weird so um yeah getting a little tired of it and in, in certain aspects i mean i don't yeah. want to go back into the office don't get me wrong. I, I don't <laughs> lost my mind. I'm, not, I'm not a different guy um but we hope you're all keeping it sane and uh and safe yeah. and uh, making what you can of it but we're oh. we're we're with you in the frustration aspect yeah of here my office is in a different time zone right now, so uh, I'm not going to be going to the office. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, let us know. You know, if if you ever need to talk about stuff like that or anything, just want to you know uh, talk about how things have been going in the Discord. You know, we've got channels uh, for off-topic stuff for sure. There's always people in there uh, looking to chime in for for better for worse, but. Um, before we get into more of the, uh, the roster changes, uh, of course, make sure you're checking out Blackwatch Report. They got a brand new episode that went up yesterday. If you're looking to, uh, stay connected and, and honestly, tier two is, uh, you know, the most active scene right now, obviously with no, uh, with no Overwatch League at all. There's, there's still Overwatch being played. There's still uh, up-and-comers. I mean, there's still a lot of these rosters that are not filled out. If you want the initial touch into the future of uh, potential Overwatch League pros, make sure you're following the Blackwatch report on their podcast feed. Okay, Death. Let's move on and... Let's move in and uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you take this one, DP. Well, we're going to just be basically updating. Uh, we obviously had a laundry list of updates to do in yeah. the middle of our, our break and the free agency stuff, and they haven't stopped coming in. So we just have a super long list of, mm -hmm. of um, additional free agency moves that have been made. We're going to talk about each of them. Yeah. Um, we are going to be starting with Chengdu, and there's a couple reasons for that. The first is... We don't watch Chinese contenders. We don't know a ton yeah. about these guys. And as a result of that, what we decided to do was mm -hmm. sit down with one of the new signings from the Chengdu Hunters yeah. and see if we could have a little conversation with them and get to know them a little bit. Yeah. And that is Jimmy. That'll be coming up here very soon in, in just a couple of minutes. Um, but I do just want to go through the list of signings yeah. that they have made. Uh, there's no releases here. They've got... Jimmy, as I mentioned, Kaneki. Why am I doing this? This is your job. <laughs> You're supposed to get these names. Okay, right. I, I, I can do it. Things. I was just setting you up to to lead us into the interview, but we'll do that afterwards. So mispronounce these names first, okay. and I will say Jimmy a bunch because I know how to pronounce that. It's literally my name. Okay. Uh, so yes, like you mentioned, Jimmy is joined. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Kaneki as well, or Kane. No, I'm going with Kaneki. 
We're we're sticking it's to it. Brave of you, considering I already did. I yeah. already pronounced. That. Oh, I'm du- <laughs> no, I'm doubling down on Kaneki is what I'm saying. Uh, Nisha, formerly known as Illusion, Gaga, and Farway 1987. Though that I believe with in accordance with league naming rules, no, can't good, add no. the number. You can you I can use know. numbers I, now. I hate it, and I don't get it. And also, I hate this name, and I hate that he left him in there. Like you don't understand how the Blizzard BattleNet system works, where they're going to assign you right. numbers even if you put numbers yeah. in. I don't know. This is it's a bad look for me. I'm sure there's a meaning for this. You yeah, know, this is awful. I say 1987, and I to me that looks like a birthday because it's right. one year off of of my own. Um, he's 19 years old. He was born in 2001. So <laughs> I understand nothing about this name. I hate it, and, and I'm also, never saying the name. I'm thinking uh, like it's, it's Farway. I I mean I immediately look at it and I see Fairway because you know boomers and golf, right? Sure. So I'm thinking like Fairway 1987. I'm thinking some some classic Arnold Palmer. Maybe some Phil Mick. Actually, I don't know if uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know who else. I, Arnold Palmer is the only person I'm confident was playing golf in 1987. <laughs> I don't know if I can name any others that might that were probably. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Phil Mickelson. I was thinking. I was thinking that too, but you never know. Um, yeah, no. So he thinks his name was 1987, and then changed to Far Away then combined them he'll, yeah, he'll double not a, check that's not Aren't a thing you, you don't need to combine your names by all means let chat know all i know is the name he's on is awful yeah and i don't it's like awful it. yes. like just oh yeah i guess i'm 37 was in was in yeah yeah no this is awful violet has the two back in their name yeah um, basically the the rule was solely to remove the sixty nine yeah, from, from Cool Matt's name, yeah. and I riot. I'm like I'm rioting about that. I don't I don't like it. I yeah. think that's um, targeted harassment by the Overwatch League, yep. and I don't appreciate it. Uh, Honestly, as, it's, as egregious. Cool it's egregious. It is egregious. Yeah. Um, um, it's on par with the signing of Decay uh, after the signing <laughs> window. I'm just I'm just gonna go out and go out there and say it. Yeah. Um, Get your shit together, John Spector. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> enough, enough joking around. Uh, Farway, Fairway is the... <laughs> We're going to mispronounce that for as long as he's in the league yeah. uh, on purpose. Hopefully he's um, a, a Brigetti uh, Upsetty Brigetti. Yeah. <laughs> he might be because he is the flex support player Ooh. for the team, and he comes from Team CC. Um, Gaga or Ganina. Gaga. It's, it's like lead speak just throwing it in there i don't i don't i don't like it either yeah no uh, I, get the numbers out i'm you know i'm I'm saying it no numbers okay boomer no um, numbers it, also from TC, <laughs> team cc gaga is uh nisha is the main support player uh comes from billy billy gaming billy, yeah, billy. all those bad names and then we get to say billy billy that feels like a treat because yeah, there's no uh, numbers was, in it was for, <laughs> the eyes are ones um <laughs> And the L's are capitalized too, just to make sure. How about you get to put numbers in your name, but you have to spell them out? So, like, it would be far away 1987, but it's like 58 characters. So, yeah, that's what I want. I'm in on that. Um. All right. Well, I'm not writing it that way ever. So I'm I, I'm out. You're out. You're out. All I'm saying there. I'm making a direct. Uh, I'm making a direct request to the league. I know we've never done this before, but I'm using the one right now. All numbers and names have to be eliminated and spelled out entirely, but they're still allowed. So that's there it is. It has been decreed by the league. 
There it is. Never been more glad that you have no no power. Konecki is a flex DPS player, um, has a hell of a mullet, and Ooh. comes from Team Cat. Um, time, time for a haircut. Me too. It's not a judgment. Me too. We both, me and uh, me and Konecki both need, need haircuts haircut pretty bad. Yeah, mine's awful. It's it's a mess. Um, okay, and then of course we have Jimmy, who Ultra Prime uh, Ultra Prime Academy Ignite One or uh, some of his recent teams bounced around a little bit in 2020. And yeah, Blevins, uh, why don't you go ahead and we pre-recorded this interview. Yeah. I sat down with him during our bye weeks. I had to reset my whole sleep schedule yeah. to be awake in China time. Yeah. Um, so if you can go ahead and uh, kick off the interview. Yep. All right, thank you everyone for tuning in, and a special thank you to our guest today, the newest member of the Chengdu Hunters. He's a hitscan DPS player from China, formerly of Ultra Prime Academy and Ignite One, to name a few. That's right, we've got Jimmy joining us. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. We're big fans here on the High Noon Podcast. Jimmy's been watching you. You're just Jimmy type. Jimmy is pretty sweet on you. Oh, wow. You're, you're a fan of the show. That's great. We're really, really glad to hear that. I actually wanted to start things out today by discussing our, your time in contenders. What was that like traveling the path to pro? Oh yeah. Jimmy played pretty good. Jimmy likes it. That's awesome. Yeah. You played pretty great out there, Jimmy. So with that chapter behind you, are you excited to get started on your Overwatch League career? Jimmy's new in town. Jimmy, uh, doesn't really know anyone. Jimmy's going into shock! Wait, shock? You you signed with the Chengdu Hunters, actually, so there must be some kind of misunderstanding here. Jimmy doesn't like misunderstandings. And Jimmy like and misunderstandings kind of clash. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Hopefully, hopefully everything gets figured out in time for you and you're able to start scrims with your new team. For now, though, I, I wanted to ask you about the tryout process. What did you say to these teams that gave you a trial when you met with them? Oh, yeah. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy's ready. Jimmy's got some new moves. Check Jimmy out. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, your own personal hype squad. I, I really like that a lot. We talk a lot about how important confidence is in these situations, and I'm, I'm sure that really helped you out. Jimmy likes it. Excellent, excellent. Glad that things are going well for you now while the whole Shock Hunters misunderstanding is cleared up. So Chengdu looks to be a competitive roster this season. I wanted to ask you if you could tell me how you plan to handle that competition. What will you do if you get benched and don't see much playtime this year? And what would you say to your coaches in that situation? Well, look who's here. Ooh. That's the guy who sidelined Jimmy. What? That's the guy who took the bread out of Jimmy's mouth. Jimmy's out of work because of you. Jimmy wants a piece of Kramer. Come on now. Get your hands off, Jimmy. Jimmy's going to get you, Kramer. Hands off, Jimmy. Don't touch Jimmy. Jimmy's going to get you. Jimmy holds grudges. All right. Well, I may recommend a different approach, but I think that does it for our short time with you today, Jimmy. Thank you so much for sitting down with us and having this conversation. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you play this year in 2021. Jimmy, I'll see you around. All right, Jimmy. Thanks a lot. You have a great day. Back to the main episode. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we learned a lot there. Jimmy's got a bit of an anger problem. He also <laughs> thinks he's going to be playing for the San Francisco Shock, apparently. 
Jimmy's gonna need a new agent. Jimmy's got <laughs> got some work to do. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't. What, what? What? Which bit is dumber, this one or the award show? <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely, Blevins. <laughs> I'm in total agreement with you. Um, uh, yeah. Yep. The answer to that is certainly yes. <laughs> uh, definitely worth it, though. Uh, make sure when you're hearing, make make sure everyone who is listening to this podcast now, uh, whether live or in podcast land, clip this part of the podcast and put it out and and tweet it out on Twitter and debate as many people as you can, just like we debated you. <laughs> Say we've got Jimmy here. Let's blow it up. You know what? Screw it. Let's. let's... <laughs> Let everyone get comp- let everyone have their three minutes wasted like we wasted yours. But uh... <laughs> you think it's bad that I wasted three minutes of your time? I had to record and piece that thing together. That was so good. That was really good. Spent more time on it than you did having to listen to it. So I, True. I'm the I lose. But. Um, yeah, so Chengdu obviously retooling a little bit here, uh, resetting their roster some. I, I wish I, I honestly, I wish I knew a little more about the the players to know what this might mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are they kind of going down a route where they're going to have um, a more traditional tank lineup or or what have you? But we really just don't have that information um, for right now, at least. I can't remember. It was Gaga. Yeah, he was main tank. His signature hero, number one on the list, though, according to Liquipedia, also Wrecking Ball. So I'm going to choose um, to to make that uh, leap and and say that he absolutely uh, is is going to not take over, but just like continue the tradition. I mean, right. you still got uh, Ameng there. So, but now, no matter what, if he gets sick, they are not forced into playing regular main <laughs> tanks. They can now continue. Yeah, the ball he can meeting. still play the absolutely ludicrous ball uh anytime um i forget does does um is chengdu do they still have the same coaching staff or are they did they replace uh according to see now you're making me wonder if i have any idea what their original coaching staff was okay Um, well if you don't have it off hey i was i was just thinking because like it could be i mean they still have a meng um They've got this new sort of core coming in. No, they they let him go. They let him go. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Remember, because they brought in one of their old former coaches who right. left previously, Rui. Um, so he has come back, and yeah, back in September, right? Um, they released most of their coaching staff. Right, right, right. So I'm I'm wondering if it is just a like it's just a Mang that just wants to play and in, in flexes on Wrecking Ball, or if it's a like, well, we've got a new coaching staff in, and we are going to be taking this a completely different approach. I don't know. I'm 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 curious, but it it would be. <laughs> It would be interesting if they're going a completely different direction, yet they have two wrecking ball mains on the team. That would be that would be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it is. I mean, we talked about this on the other roster episodes. Like, it's a it's a kind of an exciting time to have a new team, like a new core come in, especially after last season where they did you know they did well, but not obviously they weren't a um you know they weren't really a uh, contender at all. Um, maybe closer to contenders than uh, <laughs> Overwatch League, but hey, you, you need to shake some. You need to shake things up if you didn't. Uh, if you didn't do too well, and this is certainly uh, shaking up the roster 
uh, for Chengdu. So yeah, even if you want to be that gimmick team that has that weird play style or whatever, right. like there's still going to be metas where you reckon you should be able to recognize that you're 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 a bad fit. You know, right. that you you need to be able to play, and even if it's not the the meta, and you need to just go you know, full on with what everybody else is doing, you need to have a, a different tack or a different approach. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully this kind of gives them that ability, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I, I know there was a lot of interesting and fun talent that was coming up through mm-hmm. the Chinese scene and the game is very, very popular there. Um, so I think it's, you know, a game that, that attracts the best esports right. talent mm-hmm. in, in that, in that area, in that region and country. So um, I think that Chengdu will be a team to really look out for as they really seem to be trying to build around that talent and, yep. and use that talent instead of um, going elsewhere for it. So. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on now and talk about Shanghai, who has fewer uh, a fewer number of additions, but there is at the very least one that is really uh, opening some eyes uh, for sure. So, um, uh, to start it off, Shanghai have parted ways with Stand One. Uh, Molly has joined Shanghai, the Shanghai Dragons, and. Erster, formerly of the Atlanta Reign, has joined the Shanghai Dragons. Death, what do you take from these uh, changes from Shanghai? Nothing too surprising here. Um, I am a little surprised. I guess they. I'm surprised they let go of Stand One. Um, acquiring Fate, having a new main tank, even with the experience with the coaching staff that he has and their, I'm sure, confidence that he'll be able to join, contribute, and and be a good fit. Mm-hmm. I am surprised they didn't keep a backup around, one they're right. comfortable with. No, um, he was instrumental and important to them in the end of season when they needed the Roadhog. I believe he was the, the one playing the Roadhog for him there. Um, so they found ways to use them a little bit, but at the end of the day, the actual success of the Shanghai Dragons is, is likely to be determined by uh, fate. So keep them in there, let them roll. Like it, it was going to be a long leash fate had to, if there was right. some you know uh, issues or uh, growing pains after making that transition. So uh, I think that's great. Uh, Molly is... Man, I just keep thinking of uh, Brimstone from Molly, like every time. <laughs> Molly! That's the only voice I hear that with. Um, Molly, I don't necessarily to be, you know, expect to be a big impact player for <clears throat> for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Jaigon is, is phenomenal and not going to be losing their job anytime soon. Um, I'm, am I blanking? Is Molly flex support? didn't really see. yes flex support i'm sorry so either way Izaki is not not going to be leaving that stage very very good player um i would be surprised to see molly take that over um but erster is very likely to have a very big impact mm-hmm. this is a team that lost dm and ding um needed to revamp their uh dps core uh, i'm a little upset that erster's going somewhere with a very difficult path to playtime. Mm-hmm. um are you going to bench the MVP? Are you the San right. Francisco shock levels of confident that you can just do that and, and it'll be fine. Right. Um, very possibly, but I don't expect that to happen. Um, I think really the one role where I could see that being the case is if we do find ourselves in a Genji meta, I think peak Erster Genji was probably better than peak Fleta Genji, though Fleta Genji was just fine. Obviously they, yeah. they did very well in that it, meta it too. Fleta, yeah. Right. 
Um, so yeah, I wish we would get to see him more, but I think this is a great situation for a player that seemingly got benched out of nowhere for players mm-hmm. that didn't really fit what the team needed when Erster did fit that situation. And I think he needs to save face a little bit. I mean, he probably could have went somewhere as a projected starter and, and gotten a spot to, to play more. Um, but now he spends one year coming in off the bench, playing for a great team and succeeding and putting out really, really good tape where he's making big pop-off plays and performances. Uh, And then maybe he gets more money at the end of his career as a result of that, because he's got more money in the free agency market next Mm -hmm. season. I really don't know. Um, I'm always, when it's not a team I like and root for, I don't like to see them stack talent on their bench like this, just because I want the league to be as competitive as possible. Mm -hmm. So I selfishly want them to to be (laughs) spread out. So thumbs down on this one for Shanghai, you know, unless you want care whether or not they win. And then it's a really, really great signing uh, for the team. So, I mean, they're in a really good position. This is a team that performed very well last year. I don't expect them to be much different despite the main tank swap. I've, I've been a big fate believer um, since season one when I constantly would forget to put them in my top three list of, of main tanks or whatever. <laughs> like just every time I did a list, I'd get to the end of it and be like, and forgot fate. Where yeah. did we go? Um, so, yeah, ever since I was forcing myself to, to remember the man and, and you know, respect uh, what he was a- been able to do on stage every time. Um, yeah, I, I, this is just a team that's re- very well set up, mm-hmm. um, very well constructed at the moment. And these roster additions and I guess the subtraction doesn't set them up better for right. for success. But it really doesn't hurt them in the long run, I don't think. Um yeah, uh, I'm excited to see them hit the stage, and mm-hmm. I hope we get as much Erster playtime as possible. Yeah, it it does seem like a. I don't know if I want to call it. Maybe, maybe it is kind of risky. I, I don't know. I, I guess. Do you want to? We've talked about this a lot uh, over the years. It's like, do you want to be the second string on a good team, or do you want to be the starter for a mediocre team? And I mean, I guess it's an upgrade because Erster was for whatever reason, a second string on a mediocre team and now is potentially a second string on a good team. So it's an upgrade for sure, but I mean, I I, I feel like Erster has like, maybe, maybe we're just, maybe we just saw him pop off more than he actually does. Like, you know, maybe he, he just looked better than he actually is. I, I feel like Erster is a, a franchise level player and just has not really gotten that shot yet. Like it has been, well, his first year he got the shot and right. he looked every bit the part and right. completely lived up to it, but he did get some play time last year on, on Atlanta and looked bad. And it was in spots yeah. where he should have, should have been good. And I, I think a lot of times that can happen when he was probably pretty angry that his playtime got cut and maybe his commitment level dipped and his, his buy-in right. to the organization maybe wasn't yeah. quite there. It's and, a vicious cycle. Um, so a, a, a new slate, a fresh start, I yeah. think, can, can do players like that a lot of good. I, I find it very difficult to believe that the talent he displayed two years ago disappeared right. and isn't there anymore. So we'll have to see uh, what he's able to do when, when he gets a chance to do it here in Shanghai. Yeah. Well, certainly, uh, like you mentioned, exciting times for Shanghai fans and uh, potentially very scary times for other folks in the division. All right, let's move on now to the reigning two-time champions, the San Francisco Shock. Only one addition here, and that is Nero has joined the San Francisco Shock. 
bunch of jerks. Um, took Nero. Rumor had it that Nero and Happy were going together to Houston, mm. um, which I was super pumped about. Uh, they're both solid players, very, very good players in their roles. And um, I think keeping that synergy together would have potentially been very good. But Shock uh, dangled a bag in front of Nero and was yeah. able to pull him away. Assuming the rumor was even true, we, we don't really know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I stands to reason, especially we'll mention it later. Happy did get signed, so yeah. um, makes you it makes you think it probably was true. Um, listen, this is a player that I think more of in this situation than I would have in the Houston situation. Sure. Um, less excited about it since it's not my team, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like Nero. I thought he was been a standout, very strong performer. Uh, whenever he's gotten the opportunity to play for an extended period of time, I think we maybe saw him jump in for like spare maps here or there or something, and it wasn't that good. But when he really got some run with uh, Guangzhou, he, he was able to show what he can do. Um, and when you step into a situation like San Francisco where their tank line is just set and top tier in the league and uh, their support line is, is maybe changing a little bit, but still projected to just be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of talent there. I mean, he's going to be side by side with what striker or ons or, yeah. uh, you know, something like that. I, I think it's a little strange because now I don't know what Tayo does on this team anymore because I think Nero's just an upgrade over, mm-hmm. over him and uh, just about every hero in their shared pool. Um, so maybe Tayo gets let go at some point. I don't really know. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is just the dream situation for any player to step in. Right. Uh, it's a spot where you can really see him getting some play time because Rascal's not there anymore. And I think Nero has a similar Swiss Army knife. I mean, he's at least in that flex DPS yeah. um, role. And I don't think you need to have quite as wide of a hero pool as, as Rascal in that role. But, mm-hmm. um I'm certainly not sold. He's an improvement over Rascal. Um, I'm sure on some heroes, he's better. You sure. know, they're, they're just both very, very good players in the league. Um, but I don't have any reason that yet to think it's an upgrade, but I, I'm super happy for Nero. And I think getting to see him pop off and make an impact on a very good team should really open some people's eyes to mm-hmm. how good of a player he is. They maybe didn't get to see him play when, when he was with Guangzhou that much and then obviously he spent he was on like visa health during the yeah. whole covid situation yeah. this past year so um it's been a while to be good to see him back and yeah good for the team and great for nero so yep absolutely okay death let's move on to the team whose jersey i'm wearing right now the toronto defiant and we'll start we'll we'll uh we'll do it like a band-aid death why right off why do you gotta hurt me Sato has joined the Toronto Defiant, a, t- a player that you have been very vocal about uh, for quite some time. We'll we'll dive deeper into that for sure. Uh, Ansun Jay has also joined the Toronto Defiant. Hisu and Michelle both have also joined the Defiant Death. We're, we're starting it off. What are your thoughts on Sato? Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> I, ju- I just hate it um i'm sure most people are expecting me to go off on another rant and i did that last week and i take nothing back yet right because <laughs> now what i will say is the sato signing here is indicative of beast effort like they're re- yeah. they're 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 telling me that they're really really trying to put together a good team. I just don't happen to agree 
with their the consensus opinion on right. this player. What I do think is that we're looking at the best opportunity for Sato to prove me wrong. Right. Right. He leveled up tremendously under KDG in Philly last year. Like it, it, tremendously. I was brutal on him going into the year mm-hmm. and I think he deserved it from his performance the year before. And I ate some crow on, on him going into the year. Now people went nuts and he was the best main tank in the league. And Oh my God, he's so good. And I was never there. I was mm-hmm. never there and I'm still not right. Yeah. Um, but that said, this is the best main tank the Toronto defiant have ever had. Even with my yep. negative opinion on him, um, they they've had next to nobody. So I'm glad to see they're taking the position seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm not so arrogant as to think I'm just automatically right about Sato because I've formed this opinion from from watching some of his his perspective on scrims. I could very easily be wrong. Um, I was wrong on Josh Allen when the Bills drafted him. I wasn't super pumped about that draft pick. You know, he's he's my guy now. So I hate yeah. to, I hate to break it to anybody that enjoyed those rants, but I'm now rooting for Sato mm-hmm. and I want to see him succeed. So I I'll probably be backing off a little bit unless I was right. Unless he was bad, in which case you're tripling down. I will tap dance. I mean, like, it's, it's, I don't like Grayson was kind enough to address my rant last. <laughs> um last episode that we did a yeah. couple weeks ago and that was that was great and it's nice to it's very weird i should say <laughs> to be it's weird to, to you it's not the weird yeah, the fact that yeah, it happened no, no. great that he did it great on him i like i, I loved the, the directing it, all that stuff but it's weird as a fan of a team to spout off on them at the mouth about the state of that team when they're not doing well and yeah. you're not happy with it and then to have the owner of that team or like the operational man, I don't yeah. know his exact, his exact uh, title and role there, but essentially like the representative of the ownership of the yeah. team directly address it on Twitter. <laughs> like, just very weird, very much appreciated. L- love you, Grayson. Um, you know, thank you for the effort, the time here, all this stuff that, that you're doing with this team. Really appreciate it. But you had to know I wasn't going to like this. <laughs> So like reaching out to me was more like I'm gonna do I'm gonna preemptively do damage control. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna say hey, you know, it was just all. What I will say is that uh, I'm I'm remembering I'm realizing and remembering this as I'm wearing this jersey. Grace gave me this jersey, which just goes to show you that regardless of how nice you are to me, Deathblow will still speak his mind. I mean, I bought my jersey. I, I waited how many months for that jersey to get delivered to me? You know? But you're um, this is not this is not one of the fancy ones. I've got no fat zipper on mine. Oh, this is what uh, this is the OG one. I desperately need the fat zippers in mine. I love um, the fat zipper. Yeah, they're they're pretty great. Also, they don't at all affect the fit of the shirt if you're nope. if you're actually wondering. Right. But we're fat and there's a zipper, so we're going with with fat yeah, zipper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so this is just not 
for me. But if I separate, if I take out my opinion, it's a highly sought after free agent prospect that mm-hmm. most people are very, very high on gets signed. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the Hisu signing. This is another player that we saw grow up and, and mature and improve as a player mm-hmm. throughout the course of last year under this coach. So copy paste everything about Sato there. Um, I, my negative, my negativity about Hisu wasn't ever about Hisu. It was about the clutch ability of Carpe and mm-hmm. how unique that is. And you can't, fault a player for not being as clutch as possibly the most clutch player the overwatch league has ever seen right um you know i really like hisu as a prospect i'm completely indifferent on michelle um this tells me that soul was just wrong and weird last year when they refused to play him and just did the two main th- clearly the the guy still wants to compete he still wants to play overwatch right. and, and be in the league and um soul just opted to run two main tanks because you know that's yeah. not done um and didn't really succeed ever i mean it didn't completely blow up in their face but like they were 50 50 record right like yeah they were 500 and just like a whatever team and got hot in the playoffs i don't know um so michelle's whatever and uh and soon jay i don't know i i just don't know anything about this player so i i can't really get overly excited there um but obviously, you know, it's a solid um, main support prospect here coming in from Element Mystic, who's a good Korean contenders organization. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's very easy to see why, you know, that would, w- when you're completely ignorant about the players, like like we right. have as they come in, uh, it's very easy to see why this is a, a signing that makes a lot of sense. Um, all these players are Korean. Uh, what's Logic's doing? Are we coming in Korean? Are yeah, we what's Logic doing? What? Where? Why is Beast here? I mean, that's still a question. <laughs> I, I, I. So I'm confused now. If all if all these players are bilingual and can can speak both, and they're just going to common English, then it makes total sense. And let let's go. Let's figure it out. Um, but I, it's just now there's like this added weirdness of like an identity crisis within the team. <clears throat> Maybe that's just a perceived one on our end because again, we don't know how good the yeah. English is. Sato can, I'm sure, come in, in multiple languages. Sure. Too, his, the, at least the first year. And yeah, uh, Astro is, is not Korean, so Philly's been mixed, EQO, all that stuff. Yeah. So Sato and Hisu should be fine to, to play mixed, but I don't know anything about Ansoon Jay uh, oh. or Michelle's ability to speak Korean right. or English, I should say. I'm assuming they can speak Korean. But um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm not sold on Toronto yet, and it's not even really because I don't like Sato and he went there. I've just you know and and grazen did tell me it was a two-year plan they're not necessarily going into this season expecting to be first place and and i think it's good to be realistic like that yeah um but if i'm right you're going to be re-rolling the main tank rolodex next next off season right like your your off tank is hit or miss your hit scan dps players are good but replaceable you know i don't think either of them are are so good that you can't find somebody that can um produce at a similar level and um i don't know anything about your main support player so i i I, it's a team that i'm definitely going to have to see start playing before i form Mm -hmm. a strong opinion yeah um on our expectation for what they're going to be this year or going forward but um it at least is a little bit of a backup right like sato wasn't cheap um Clearly, there's some disconnect between the fan base thinking he's the greatest thing since sliced bread on the main tank roll and Philly just being willing to be like, yeah, just go. Yeah. 
Like just yeah, no, you we'll we'll just get mono and, and replace you. And now mono is available, so that becomes an option, right? I'm not saying right. we would have done that for anybody, um, but mono's on the surface, his performance last year wasn't great. Everybody was over the moon about Sato, but you don't make this move if you think Sato's the better player than Mono. They've got similar names, so I guess that helps ease the transition a little bit, and it <laughs> makes things a little confusing for me. But I, you, you get my point. Like, there's yeah. some disconnect here between their value to organizations and the fan perceived value. Right. And I just think the fan perceived value shot through the roof because of how good Philly was when only having to play against mediocre to bad teams all year. Right. And. So I don't know. There, there's there's a disconnect there, and we're not going to figure out who was right and who was wrong until the season starts and we see Sato in a different jersey and, and on a different right. team playing with different people to see if that transfers over. But I have no reason to expect Toronto to have the best main, the best support line in the league, so we are going to test that. We'll know within a month or two of the season what Sato was last year. How hard was he being carried by the presence of Astro and Alarm in the back line and, right. and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be real interesting for Toronto. But, again, they did tell us specifically it's a two-year plan. Yeah. And um, so there's no reason to be, I think, overly optimistic going into this year because it's, it's, the plan is to be hyper-competitive or elite. <clears throat> next year not this yeah. coming season so. which you know it's a it's a double-edged sword right well maybe maybe not double-edged sword it 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 it's kind of like well okay i guess that that's that's fine i mean it's good to be realistic about it but it just kind of you know part of that stinks right as a fan you, you can't there's no way around it right it's realistic it's probably correct there's still part of that that stinks as a fan of like well, you know, maybe, maybe, I, I mean, the, the good news is like, okay, you're building towards something that's exciting. Um, you know, you're making progress and like, there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of room to improve from, uh, from last year. Maybe we can make a, you know, a, a, a decent run here or there, maybe get hot in a, a playoff situation and, and have a shot at something that, I mean, that's exciting. I'll say this. I like this roster already more than I liked a marketing-based roster with Agilities right. and Kareev who are below average for le- right. as far as league talent goes and um, an unknown main tank prospect that came out of, like, near retirement for months right. after being in, in contenders. So I, like, but it just makes, almost makes me more mad that we wasted last year just so that you could sign a bunch of Canadian players and wave a maple flag or maple leaf around in front of everybody. And be like, we're what? Well, like, so that's annoying. I mean, maybe it would be different if I was Canadian, maybe I would have liked last season and it would have been fun in its own way. Yeah, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm just happened to be an I, hour down the road in a different country. <laughs> and don't, don't share that national pride. So that was lost on me. It wasn't meant for me, but right. Um, yeah, it's a little like London. I mean, how is this team any different from London right now? Yeah. Uh, reset last year, blew it up again, resetting again. Like, when when do we get to win? Right. I mean, for what it's worth, I think if, if Surefor, like, I don't know what the whole thing with Surefor is or was, but, like, he was... Won 40% of their games have he played? I don't know. They still would have had Numlocked and, and right. Beast as their main tanks. They still would have yeah. had... Cruz at, at at main support and I like Cruz, but, but he but, hadn't been great. Yeah, they wouldn't have been good. But what the, the point I'm making is that like if if you go into the season with like Surefor is your 
star, your franchise player. And uh, yes, he's also Canadian. That's a plus for the organization, sure. But if you, even if you remove that, like if you go in with that and like they're not a great team, like what if the last year was the year one and the year one was, okay, we're building around Surefor, we're building something around that. Well, it didn't pan out, right? Surefor, I don't know what, it, reti- like wanted to retire for whatever reason. Like that stinks for the organization. So you have to blow it up, right? I, I mean, that's how I, th- that's a possibility, I think, where it's like, yeah, it, you know, you, you, you tried something last year and it blew up. So you have to just start it over. That stinks. And we're, you know, back at year one of a two year plan. But maybe there was an effort made for the two year plan to start last year. It just blew up because of sure for, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. That, that's my, that, that's my thought. And uh, we'll leave it at that because we don't know. And I'm not, I, you know, can't speak for the org because I have no idea. <laughs> but let's move on now. Uh, long story short, I think it's, it's exciting in a lot of ways. Kind of stinks as a fan in some other it's ways. It's a step but... in the right direction. Yes. In my opinion on the biggest ticket item that they got. Yeah. Makes it very difficult for me to be like sure. super pumped. Right. So. Yep. Okay. Ha- we'll be happy to be proven very, very wrong by Sato. So. Yes, and I also have no uh, qualms with Sato, so I hope he's the best in the world and uh, crushes that filthy trainer mono. Um, How okay. brave of you to sit there with a lukewarm opinion while I spew hate every episode. That was that was brave. I know. I, I really <laughs> am brave. Uh, <laughs> Hangzhou Spark have signed Takoyaki, Bernard, and Xiaomin Su. Making some, uh, making some big moves here for Hangzhou. Yeah, um, Seoman Su is, is a player we know from yep. their time in Vancouver. Vancouver yep. He's been around a little bit. I don't think is a crazy, you know, special talent or anything like that. But um, again, this falls squarely under the new home, new opportunity, right. fresh start kind of a situation. Yep. And um, obviously the way he left the league with the team just kind of disbanding says you want to see him get that uh, additional shot. Um, So definitely pretty happy about that. Um, Bernard is a great signing. Um, Stood out on a terrible London team last year, Mm -hmm. uh, I think is a a really, really good off tank prospect. So definitely going to be excited to see him play uh, alongside Gushue, um, Liege, Liege, Liege or whatever is also there. So um, theoretically a little bit of a competition for playtime. I would give the edge to Bernard. Uh, as I always would when I've seen a player play and play well in the mm-hmm. league um, and the other one's a, a new addition. So we'll see there. Um, Takoyaki is one. I don't know at all. They're underage. Um, so they're listed as an active and this is a main tank prospect. Looks like a while ago was on element mystic, been on team diamond and meta Athena since then. So, uh, until April 18th should be good to go by the start of the league. Um, at least at the time frame we've been looking at maybe a couple weeks, you know, shouldn't be a major, major. Yeah. Not um, going to be huge. Right. Amount of time that they would be missing. So, um, probably another, I would say depth 
prospect, mm-hmm. uh, you know, future prospect here, because I would expect Ushue to, to keep the job. Um, but again, it's a team not happy with their performance. You need to, to change and, and shake things up and, and find ways to improve. So that, that could certainly be the case there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see. I think we talked about Shia's uh, coming in last week. And yeah. Uh, that's So, yeah, we've got just those three, yeah. Um, I, I really, I'm like lukewarm on a lot of these players. Yeah. But the players they have and kept, I really, really like. So I, I think you add Bernard, who I'm I'm big on. Um, Seoman Su, I think, is a good, like, role filler kind of just smooths over any any issues they may have had there uh-huh. um i think there's a good chance hang Zhao surprises i say that because we thought that last year especially after they brought architect in and um i personally want to see coldest go this time around that's a, a flex support option that was on the team that didn't play that had a lot of hype and showed a lot of promise before getting signed and then never really got a chance to show it so um yeah a lot to like here but um oh make or coldest yeah i think uh, that's going to be the big question um yeah i don't know it's very very iffy on on the spark yeah um i just feel like i've been burned by them before so i'm not quite ready to just like buy in and 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 run with it oh and 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 again like we've been talking about it's really tough to judge an entire team before we've seen them play together right like we've seen individual parts here and there some we haven't at all it's really hard because it it really can, and we can't stress this enough. It, a, a player, you know, Sato Sato could have been in the wrong element. You put him in a new with a new team, maybe a little bit of a different vibe, could overperform, could fail catastrophically, right? I mean, we've seen Fisher overperforming. That's my whole take. He yeah, could have been overperforming last year. Sure. Um, because he had the right situation, that right. does that does it, that carry over? It's hard to tell before we get to see him play. But given what we know, um, you know, Bernard was a was a really good uh prospect from last year. So Minsu um did have a good amount of success on Vancouver and in, in Takayaki, like we mentioned. Underage and is a good prospect. I I like seeing these uh teams pick up these younger prospects like Mm-hmm. Get him, get a, get a, you know, a um, Sinatra style play tr- player where you, you know, you're bringing them in, you're bringing them in early, you're getting them in with the team. Maybe they have a lot of talent uh, and, and potentially spotlight them to be a, um, you know, franchise level player and hope that they don't get, they don't retire after two years and play Valorant. Um, but, you know, those signings are at their best when you have the coach correct yes so i think that's absolutely. probably the linchpin for hang Zhao here absolutely Pejian, the, the butchering the name i'm sure sorry not sorry um but you know are they the correct guy are they the the ideal coach are they the right fit for the team and the roster and um you know i i really do make a lot of comparisons of um overwatch and football and it's because i think as far as esports go Overwatch is one of the most team centric team folk like teamwork, not mm-hmm. combination of, you know, just throwing the five most talented players right. onto the stage doesn't just do that for right. you. Um, you know, you can't it's very difficult to solo carry 
uh, in football and the same thing is true with with overwatch so i think there's a lot to that and one of the things i really do and it's part of my frustration with not having more information about coaches and more ways to judge them and and um, grade them and and things like that is that i think getting the combination right of like Mm -hmm. maybe a group of players that work well with a coach it doesn't even necessarily matter if the coach is very smart very good at putting together a game plan if if the players just don't mesh well with their style and all this like i think you have to get it right there is a formula to it um and yeah i think that'll really prove to be the actual deciding factor because looking at the hangzhou roster there's a lot of talent there yep um and and there's a lot of known talent there's a lot of young talent um there's a lot of role players on the on the squad Mm -hmm. there's three four six 11 they're 11 out of 12 so there's there's a lot to work with here and if the coach is really going to 12 the inactive is is the 12 so they're a full a fully formed roster at the moment um which we like we've been you know long proponents of that you don't always know what you're going to need in you know hero pools you you know two 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 lock all the the things that have changed new game mode to be (laughs) inclusive yeah like i mean we could be talking about a new game mode and 10 new characters and all these things uh, by the time next season comes along. So there's a lot to like about Hang Zhao's setup, and then there's their past performance, which makes you think that eh, maybe, yeah. like, did they do enough? I don't know. We're going we're gonna to find out. Yep, for sure. Um, speaking of finding out, we found out where Happy ended up going, and that was the Houston Outlaws along with Crimson. So your boys in green picked up a couple new. They did. Um, yeah, Crimzo obviously came from Dallas last year. He was a player that a lot of people thought should have been signed into the league earlier than he was. So uh, a little bit of an older name in, in the scene at large. Um, but I thought stood out and performed pretty well in Dallas. And if you remember Dallas' season last year, it was a tire fire. They had people <laughs> quitting. Like it was, yeah. it was a nightmare. And Crimzo kind of walked into that and just like, you know, the, the meme we love of a dog sitting in the room that's on fire. Yeah. Like this is fine. Yep. Um, and just kind of nose down, did his job and, and uh, did it pretty well. And, and you could see the improvement as the season went on. I'm, I'm fine with uh, a Crimzo signing here. I will say if you're talking about a championship contender team, Crimzo's probably got to be the worst player on it. <laughs> Like if you yeah. start, you know, like not even a knock on him. Every team yeah. has a worse player on it. Right. I, I think he's good enough to be on a team that does contend to be an elite team or, or championship yeah. tier team. Um, but he's, you've got to have, I think some really, really strong, like they've got to figure out their main tank situation I, until that's done and decided. I'm not going to know anything of what's going on here. Right. Who's who's the main support? Who's shot calling for this team? I, I don't want a team with broken communication again. Right. That was, I think, their biggest problem. The, you know, their entire existence so far is like no firm, strong personality shot caller in there to direct them and tell them what to do. How many times did they get into those chaotic map 5.399999 situations and mm-hmm. fall apart, right? That happens when you don't have leadership, you don't have communications, you don't have a good in-game leader. So um, those are the more important questions. I was confident they were going to find a talented hit scan player to come in and, and play for this team. It's happy. Great. Love happy. I talked about him as one of the linchpin players, like mm-hmm. happy Nero shoe, those guys, like where were they going to go? Um, and that being very important to um, 
uh, the you know a lot of what the free agency period was and, mm-hmm. and i think crimzo is a good a good deal but again not enough has been announced not enough right. has been done here for a, a decision to be made so for the time being i can only give like a three quarters uh, enthusiastic thumbs up and and kind of just continue to wait i don't know am i am i being too hard on them three, three after quarter a of a years? thumb up no, I think you're being you're being uh uh objective, which is good. Like it's Listen, if you ask our Discord, that's never once happened with Houston. Uh, I'm not yeah, I'm not objective on them. I I think it well, there's two ways that you can react if you're like a die-hard die in the wool fan of a team when when they sign a new player. You can say they're the best thing since sliced bread or you can say they're garbage and that the the staff doesn't know what they're doing, right? Those are the two like polar polar answers, right? Well, if you actually look at it, it's like okay, you're you've got cautious optimism, which I think is a uh certainly a a fine a fine. I would have called it optimistic skepticism. Op op skepticism. Scop scop nopticism. No, I don't know. I'm trying to make We'll, we'll we'll workshop it maybe next episode. Opscopticism. Hopefully we just have signings to. to yeah, hopefully we just have signings. So, yeah, so we don't have to waste time doing this. But yeah, I mean, still an un uh, unfinished picture there for Houston. Still, um, right? There's still a few spots that are unknown. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, there's Most still quite a bit. Yeah, I figured. Uh, that's we only have thought. three players: Dante and these two. So. Yeah. So. Oh, and we know hydration's there. Right. So we still, uh, yeah, he's recording all of the social media videos right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so still an unpainted picture for Houston that can be filled in with quite a bit. Speaking of unpainted pictures, uh, there are now even more. Uh, there's been even more uh, paint taken off of the easel here as NYXL has parted ways with Animo, Libro, and SB. B we talked about this. Yeah, I'm 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 fully in on the yep, we blew it up. Good. I'm I have thought about this. I've pondered, I've I've labored over this and I am fully on board with the blow up. Now, I'm also it's going to be tough because I do think that this comes at the cost of a smooth year that we've had all of these years it is un it is extremely unlikely that we are going to have a smooth year i mean you think about it we got the we got the uh the the quote from grayson from uh toronto this is a two-year plan it's not like you can really unless you're spending an exorbitant amount of money in poaching teams yeah which dallas and and, uh, some other teams have done but like, and and New York certainly could do, but like it, it's it's not unless you're doing something crazy like that. It's not like you can be like, well, instead of the two year plan, we're gonna do a one year plan and just be better instead. Forehead. It's like no, you kind of have to like. There's a reason you do the two year plan, and it's not because you like the number two better than one. Like you got to start somewhere and build because you're not. It's hard to unless you're just taking an entire team and moving it and maybe changing the coaching staff or, or, or you got to get lucky to do that. You got to get lucky. You got to have the full uh, team in intact, but you need to field a roster and you need to, you know, start building from something. And then, you know, the year after you can add on to that and, and, and make it better. So 
it is certainly, uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of social posts, um, you know, from Five Deadly Venoms and the Waypoint Cafe folks, uh, Root Bear, you know, posting a lot of thank yous and whatnot, uh, you know, specifically for SBB and Libero. Not as much Animo, but he wasn't he wasn't the OG. He was a, a later edition. But even so. Budget arc. Yep. A lot of folks had a lot of, and I mean, they, let's be honest, SVB was the captain of the team. He was the, the, the face of the team for, um, its entire, it, its existence. So it is certainly going to be a new era for NYXL for better or for worse. I am, I'm bought in regardless. I'm bought in, uh, that it is going to be better. It just might take a little bit more time than, uh than we're used to. I, I, I do not think that we're going to come in and be dominant this year, um, which is sad, but also, you know, it's, it is what it is. Not much you can do about it. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a bumpy ride. You yeah. Know? Um, I, I love to throw Harry Potter references in there. So that's an obscure one. Hopefully you guys, you guys caught on to, um, but this is exactly what I called for them to do. I yep. think last episode is I just, yeah. I just want them to, to cut these players. I think there's a um, laziness for lack of a better word that yeah. really kind of creeped into that roster. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sick of you just getting to just say five Oh, every time their name comes up in prediction, I'm sick yeah. of that. Because oh, they were it's going to continue. Could, they're good enough that you could keep doing it. And like, it wasn't so wrong that you were like shamed for it. And, right. and, um, yeah, now that that's going to be gone. So I, I'm pretty sure it's just Jonak left. Um, that I was the piece so. I wanted him to to keep and build around. And yeah, um, spoiler alert: two of the three players we just announced they let go are going to be talked about as being picked up elsewhere. Yep. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, and I think Libero. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this on air or maybe after the fact or something. I, I was talking about Rascal potentially being like a hyper valuable piece going into this new year. Mm-hmm. If the new game's out and there's 10 new heroes, that wide hero pool might be artificially more valuable than it's been in the past. And I think Libero represents a very similar yeah. thing. Um, I don't know that I'd want him to be my starting flex DPS player right. uh, on my roster if, if they he was to sign with Toronto or Houston. But at the end of the day, um there's still something there for all these players so i hope we see them all get re-signed and i hope they all uh make blevins cry as they've now all become traitors they are and, all uh, filthy traitors yeah, filthy. i, I well, have not yet he's he's a, a defector right but he's not a traitor that's true that is true he's, he's not an active traitor yet. yeah unless he um, goes to specifically toronto he will be in fact a filthy traitor um, yeah, I don't take the graceful exit like many of the other NY fans have and like showing their appreciation. No, once they leave and they go to another team, get them out of here. It's like well, I never I've, had them. I've got a Reddit argument from three months ago. I resurfed this after they let him go where they were talking about how Libero's a top five or whatever DPS player in, in the league. And I'm like, looked every stat, like bottom 10, bottom 15. I'm like, how it's how arguable that like libro wasn't a top five anymore. dps on nyxl <laughs> right? like not even to be sarcastic about it like it's funny yeah. but like it's just the the, the truth um yeah. so I, I made sure to go rub their nose in that because I, I remembered that when they, they let them go yeah um but yeah i just and nixel fans so far just seem to be like broken about this like they're so yeah. 
delusional about what the team still is in its old configuration that I, I think most of them still tend to think they could have run it back and been championship contenders next year. And I don't think anybody within the organization believed that anymore. If they did, they wouldn't have done this. Right. Uh, so yeah. Um, but uh, they're just a big giant question mark now. Like we, Oh, we I mean, about. yeah, literally one player, uh, which is Jonak who, who might be washed to be honest. Right. I, I think if there was a player that they were going to keep, he would be the one. But I, 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 we talked about this, I think a couple episodes ago where it was just like, I, I could see just the full, the full nuke, the full revamp of the team, um, which this basically is, but you're keeping, yeah. I guess, Jonak. I mean, the one guy that's shown the MVP peak, right? Like it's, right. it's hard to, to release that. Right. Knowing that they might realize that potential on a, on the stage opposite you again. Right. It's, it's very, very difficult to let that go. Um, and, but I do, I want to see them bring in a backup for him. Absolutely. I, I want him to be, to feel competition. Mm-hmm. If it's going to feel different for Jonak, he can't be the only flex DPS player on the roster. Right. He's got to be fighting for playing time with somebody, even if he wins it all, which right. I would almost expect, unless it was a very, very impactful signing right um the presence of somebody else there that that constant threat i think might be needed to get him to realize okay this is this is a different team this is a different environment Mm -hmm. things are going to work differently here so i think you can keep him and maybe try to capture that that magic again um and then also instill in him that hey we've reset like i know you're still in new york but like this is a completely different team um yeah, I'll be excited to see what they what they do with the the roster. But man, now you're in bo- on board with me of like your team's waiting and being slow to announce things. Yeah. So you're just nervous because all any of the players that yeah. you like that got signed, you feel like you lost something, right. or you know, and it's and it's just like it doesn't have to mean it's bad. It doesn't have to mean the roster. There's so much talent right. still out there. Mm-hmm. There's whole rosters that are empty. New York and Houston, like you know, there's yeah. massive holes in a lot of these teams and plenty of talent to to fill them up. Um, but it just feels bad when like. Dallas has rolled out the 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 world beater the the mm-hmm. dream what you wish your team would do even if it's lazy yeah. what you wish your team would do um you know and then you're just like well we we've we've got Jonak still so yeah. get hyped um but yeah there's no hurry for any of these so it's right. not a bad thing but it feels bad as a fan yeah it is both exhilarating to know that there are there are up to 11 additional players that could be added to your team but it is also horrifying knowing that there are, are up to 11 more mistakes that can be made by the organization up until that point. So um, speaking of, no, I'm not going to use that transition. We're going to move on here and talk about the Washington Justice, who have a good number of changes that have happened since our last episode. First off, they've parted ways with Stitch as well as Janu and Aim God. Bebe has joined the Justice, as well as Closer, Fury, and Rhea. So a couple of uh, subtractions and a couple of additions. Yeah, and uh, one of these things is not like the other ones. Um, man, the, the, the releases are whatever, right? We, we yeah. kind of half expected this. And and wanted them to do it, though it's funny to me, they put out tweets at the start of this whole process talking about how important consistency is and we need to keep the blah, 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 blah. And then they just cut everybody, and, yeah. which was right. But it's just like it goes to show when teams say things and we don't believe them, things like this is why. Yeah. Right. Because it's so important. To, it starts from the top. 
and it ends at the top because we're cutting everybody and we're getting right. rid of these scrubs <laughs> and then we're going to get, get more. So, yeah. um, but it was the right call for the team, but man, they were, they were like flexing to be big time spenders and, and, you know, um, they were doing massive things, right? Decay was huge. Mag was, was enormous mm. fury on the list. He's the one that's not like the other one. Great. Closer. Baby. Rhea. Like what? What are you now? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, not like any of these players are bad. Uh, closer. I've become pretty disenfranchised with closer yeah. uh, in his, in his time in Dallas. Now main support, hard to judge tends to look like the team does. I yeah. get that. Um, but I mean, they're going to have a great support line or great tank line, great tank line. Yeah. If Mag pans out even to be three quarters of what he's hyped up to be. He's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, we know Fury's great. Are you going to even get healed? I don't, I don't know. Like Bay Bay Closer to me is so lackluster and uninspired that it just stands. Like there's like a dividing line halfway across yeah. this team and it's phenomenal. And then it's underwhelming. And I think it's all just going to work out to be an average team. Now, if the regions are split, they might be this year's Philly. Right. They could very well have a phenomenal record. And, and people will start hyping them up as one of the best teams. And then when you combine the regions and make them play against only the best teams in the league, they just fall flat on their face mm-hmm. and don't, don't compete. I think that's very likely, uh, a very likely kind of scenario. Um, but overall, this is dramatically better than anything Washington has put out in sure. their history. Um, their fans should be pretty pumped. Everybody was signed you know, according to the rules within, within league guidelines at the yep. appropriate time. That is good. Um, that's positive. all, that's all great. And a lot of positive steps for the Washington justice organization going on right now. Um, but then they just closed it off with, with these under meh, just whatever. I don't, like, yeah. I mean, maybe they, they signed have, backups first. Maybe it could very well be the case, but until they announce something else right. and they've announced so many things that it's hard right. to imagine that there's a ton more coming. Right. Um, it's yeah. Maybe they should have just done those guys first. Right. Because if it was like closer well, and yeah. baby, and then they were like, but we've got Meg and we've got, you know, and yeah. just gone that again. Fury, here you go. Maybe recency bias would have just left me hyped, but now I'm, I'm just sure. Like I yeah. wanted to jump on board and be like, yeah, Washington is going to be so good like i buried my anger about the the decay sign and that's yeah. in the past i'm gonna always make snide comments about it yeah. but i just and now i just can't i'm just left in limbo with this team like yeah. eh. and it's a little disappointing but i guess not everybody can be dallas levels of of spend happy and yeah and just go buy whatever you needed but yeah i mean if you if, if closers moth instead and like i'm sure baby was shoe Right, like if they take those two pieces from the gladiators, yeah. holy smokes, they would be off and running. They would be yeah. Dallas too, right? Like just slight, maybe. I don't even. I hesitate to even say less exciting than Dallas. Right, they could have been right there with them, and instead, I'm just like, eh, whatever. yeah, yeah, meh. But we'll see. I mean, there could still be changes. Uh, there still could be some. Ah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. And there's listen. There's more than enough talent here. There's reasons to be excited, and they've got 
the whole signing window next year to to make additions right. if they if some of these guys don't work out. They've got a month after the signing window next year to continue to make inexplicable changes that nobody thinks is yeah. right um unless you own a jersey of theirs then you know so they they've got time even if it's not the correct answer they've got time yeah to make 2021 their year even if this isn't the roster that does it so yeah i mean honestly if you had like now is the time to get very specific players that you want but if you're not sure the direction you want to go or you want to like start a core get some backups in to to play with them like you want to Unless there's someone that is being contested right now by other teams, you just you'd rather you're better off waiting, right, to see how they pan out. Um, maybe, maybe not. At least that's a, a possibility. But we've got a couple more teams here to talk about. Three to be exact. Uh, first is Philly. Part of ways with Hisu. We talked about Hisu before, and Shockwave has joined the fusion. Any thoughts on Shockwave, Death? I love Shockwave. I don't want him in Philly. This is another player that overlaps with Carpe in his hero pool. Yeah. That is going to to get Carpe benched at moments that are crucial and critical for the Philadelphia Fusion. Mm-hmm. Um is super talented guy. I'm not going to sit here and say it makes the team worse. There's a new coach in town. Maybe he's not going to make that same mistake. We should really give him the benefit of the doubt. But man, I it's it's hard. Yeah, I, there's so many of these teams that do these weird things with their roster. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing because they just have never played a, a sport in their life and they don't understand like the momentum, the clutch yeah. factor, the the playoff magic, the sports magic stuff yeah. we we talk about, and we talk about it with this bit of mysticism because there's no ability to quantify or identify it. That that just you know, it's just something that happens. Yeah, and you need to have the the feel the heartbeat of the team and you know mm-hmm. the the coach is the best one to be able to do that and it just feels like a lot of them miss it yep when it's that obvious with the soul playing two main tanks when mm-hmm. michelle's ready to move on and go to another team right away like didn't need a break just i thought it might have been like a sure for situation where like kind of just done with overwatch want to yeah. get out of it i'm still here but like i'd rather you know i'm just and if that's the case then it's right to take that player out but if that's not and they're signing with toronto right after them what are you doing right why did you sign to you like what to you, to uh, you. you know, but so it's it's all just very perplexing and i'm nervous but just from a talent perspective shockwave is awesome i was pumped to see where he went it's a situation he can succeed shockwave is a big big winner here um i'm not sure philly needed him though yeah and i'm not sure that when you add players that you don't necessarily need it works out because i've seen right. it not work out for this team true so I don't know. in we'll that see. specific position <laughs> should be positive yeah i'm, ner- I'm just kind of nervous don't mess it up yeah for sure okay next is la valiant who have signed adam we note here this is adam from australia not from not the mercy player yeah. from pre overwatch league days yeah um definitely definitely who they signed definitely not a player i have any experience with watching or anything like that um this is an off tank player so now their whole tank line will be australian okay. so you got you got to keep that uh, uh that consist the uh, language barrier consistent <laughs> yeah uh, you know you got to keep your english speakers playing with your english speakers and then your australian english, english playing yeah. with your english speakers <laughs> um you know so but for i know uh you know they they were excited about it at least Mm -hmm. um oh my god why am i 
uh, Dreamer. We was excited about mm-hmm. it and like tweeted about it. Another Aussie on the team. So hey, if it keeps your players happy, if he's a if he's a, a solid prospect, a good signing, then then by all means, I do think the Australian region of contenders is one that's probably not been tapped quite enough. Right. Um, we've seen w- some World Cup pr- performances, maybe not from the team as a whole, but from individuals, you know, that really yeah. popped off at times. So I think um, there's reason to be excited here. And and uh, listen, the Valiant. I have a long history of getting more out of their players yep. than it looked like they should have when they signed them. Yep. Um, so when that happens, you've kind of just got to buy in a little bit, right? You know, um, and hope that this is the time when maybe they put things together a little more completely than they've been able to in the past, but um, got to give them that chance to do that. I don't, I don't know. It's, I'll never. I don't think I'll ever be excited about a roster that the Valiant announce, but they'll continue <laughs> to perform you, well and and right and do because you know well, they'll so. end up at some point exactly in the middle of the league, no matter what, no matter yeah, how good well, or bad the team is, they will be in the middle. They seem like a team that wants to sign underwhelming rosters, coach them very very well, get the most out of them, and do nothing. Yep, exactly. Um, cut them, not even make money off right. moving them or trading them. Or yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so last team for today, death is the Soul Dynasty, and we've already, uh, I mean, we've actually already heard basically uh, where most of these players that they uh, parted ways with have gone, and we also talked about uh, where their new signed players have come from, but we've got Illicit, Michelle, Bedosin, Toby, and Slime have left uh, Soul Dynasty, and they have gained SBB and Animo. So, a little bit of a change of the guard here for Soul. Yeah, I mean, wake me up when this team plays a main tank and an off tank. Um, I'm, st- I'm, you can't understand how for a loop I am that Michelle yeah. went and signed somewhere else and was just ready to go. Like, is it just always a thing that Soul is going to do things completely backwards? Maybe. Are they going to just throw, put their names up on a dartboard and throw darts, six darts at the board to see who's starting like they did two years ago? Yeah. Are they going to just completely break convention and play a, somebody off roll a hundred percent of the time like they did last year? I, I, I don't know what, what they're going to do, but on a talent level basis, I think a lot of these moves are, are super exciting. Um, I think Bedosin hitting free agency is great. Um, because I think that he's got a lot of opportunity to succeed and, and play very, very well, recapture some of that spitfire magic that he mm-hmm. had. Um, you weren't using Michelle, so no, no loss there. Um, Toby and uh, Slime going is a kind of a surprise. I expected Slime to take over maybe with the full off season or something like that. Yeah. I guess I just don't understand why they went and got him excuse me, got him to begin with. Um, so there's a little confusion there. Um, Illicit wasn't really impactful. And then as far as the signings go, uh, Animo's a great addition if you're losing your main support and you yep. need to bring somebody in. Uh, I think he's looked very, very good with New York. I don't know how impactful he is. If he, as he the IGL? Is, did they let that go? Do they need that? Maybe that was part of some of their issues last year. So I think there's reason for optimism there. Um, and then SBB comes in and is either a really great locker room scrim kind of a guy that yeah. can really help um, coach up some of the players from on the roster, serve mm-hmm. as a backup, or he takes some playtime from Fitz and he actually gets on the stage. And I don't think Fitz should be viewed at as good as he played. He was a very solid performer for this team, stepped it up, overperformed what I thought he'd do going into the year. 
Um, but I don't think his spot on the team is locked and loaded. I yeah. think if SBB's still got it, he's still got it. And yeah. he'll probably win that job. Um, but I think there's a lot of value to a player like SBB on the roster and not on the stage as yeah. well. So I think that's a really, really strong signing from them. Um, regardless of whether or not it's a big onstage impact, it, it will impact the, the roster and their performance tremendously over the years. So all things considered, good from Seoul, other than my inability to comprehend what they were doing with their it, tanks last year. It's not year. just you. <laughs> it's, it, no one knows true. what they're doing, including them. But it's also not relevant anymore, I guess, right? Yeah. Because they're just, they're they're moving on. They're, yep. they're turning over a new leaf. And um, I can't remember if we talked about them signing an off-tank. Uh, previously, I'm looking at the roster now. Marvel fits profit gesture creative. Oh, two you remains there. Um, he is designated. Two you is a two way, um, but he mm. does remain technically on the roster. So, yeah. uh, as far as coaches go, is there a head coaching change? Join date? No, it's still Changun. Um, been there for every questionable decision they've yep. ever made that I didn't agree with. So, yep. uh, I will Seen be a pattern cautiously pessimistic because <laughs> there will be enough talent yeah. that they'll scare me but i don't think they're going to suddenly yep. become an elite team under that coaching yep. group. I, I don't think so either um certainly i mean they need to at this point show us that you can do the correct thing with your roster at least one time and maybe yeah. we'll 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 start you, to you play you. and you perform well their mistakes seem to come when they submit the, the roster right. to the league and, yep. and join the lobby. Yep. Um, so absolutely. But that is going to be it for today's episode. Death. Anything else before we get going here? Go Bills. Go Bills has been called. That is going to be it. Thank you everyone for listening and watching. We're High Noon Podcast everywhere. Discord.me slash High Noon Podcast uh, is going to be the best place to find us. Death, you are at HMP Deathblow. No, Deathblow TTV everywhere. And I am at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. And then the podcast can be found everywhere. Hi, noon podcast. But that is going to be it for Deathblow. I am the Blevins. And remember, it's high noon. <laughs>